Good morning, good morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, we seem to start today with a cross every day. Set the cross before you. We're looking about the cross because it's the beginning of the year, and pick up your cross and follow me, says the Lord. Um, and we have the veneration of the cross. It's, it's going to be necessary. And we're going to read you something right out of... Um, uh, Isaac the Syrian about the cross. Um, okay. The cross is the door to mysteries. Okay. Through this door, the intellect makes entrance into the knowledge of heavenly mysteries. The knowledge of the cross is concealed in the sufferings of the cross. And the more our participation in its sufferings, the greater the perception we gain through the cross. For us, as the Apostle says, as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds in Christ. Now by consol consolation... No, no. Okay, yeah, I, I lost my place here. Now, by consolation, he means theoria, which being interpreted is the vision of the soul. Vision gives birth to consolation. So, ask God to show you the cross and to open up the depth of the mystery and the peace that we have in, in the cross and the resurrected Christ. In other words, his suffering gave us you know, immortality. And, and so what is our suffering? How does our suffering unite with him? And we begin to have an empathy for him and we begin to learn in our difficult times, as we've been saying for the last couple of days, is um, temptations and, and um, things that, that, that are uncomfortable for us that happen to us, um, they begin to open up the mystery. So what am I learning here, God? And what am, what am I revealing? The soul cannot yield spiritual fruit unless our heart is dead to the world. For the Father raises up the divine vision of all the ages, the soul that has died, which the death of Christ, which is the death of Christ. Okay? And again, unless you die to the world, the spiritual Adam will not be quickened in you. For when a man through the spiritual sacrifice dies to all the feelings of his abode and entrusts his life to the life that will be after the resurrection. See, we don't get happy here with a lot of things that we do. It lets us down. So to think about the life after death, the life after the resurrection, our life when we pass from here over, to think more about what that life will be like, it bounces back to the whole idea of, of um, um, the beauty of where things began in paradise and where we return to paradise. Um, and we're beginning to taste of that paradise when we um, not trust in all the things that we have or get too wound up in this and that. Um, and we begin to um, um, experience the, the fruits of fasting and prayer and living a simple life and calling upon God to teach us about virtue and show us that. And, and like we've talked many times, virtue comes because we've had difficult times. 
but the difficult times and virtues comes because we spent time with Christ to begin with. Hence the services, hence the daily prayer, hence the sign of the cross, um, which is, you know, um, we suffer, suffer for some of our mistakes. A lot of our mistakes we suffer for, but God can turn that into something incredibly useful. Um, so we, we begin to kind of realize that we cannot trust uh, the things. We're always afraid that we're going to lose our money, lose our job, lose our health, lose this and that, and that's going to happen. I mean, one way or the other, and, and Yet, he gives us a peace. But it's all kind of clothed around the idea of what kind of time we're spending with God. The danger of having things and money and fame and stuff is that we no longer need God and we no longer pay attention to him. But when we have them and we live simply and give up on him, um, then we begin to spend some time with God when things are good. And that time uh, begins to be um, fruitful and builds up uh, a hope uh, you know, for the future. Um, so, yeah, it's, you, you begin to get, and, and you can see it in yourself. And so I can't stand this anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Oh, it's miserable. My job is miserable. The, the things that we have, we get irritated with, even our friends. Um, so it's because our friends and our jobs can't give us everything we need. And, and so we can be busy, 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 busy and find ourselves empty. Um, that we, we begin to do that. I want to read a little thing from um, the life of St. Anthony, okay, um, which is interesting. And, and there's a lot of little stories because people used to come and see him all the time and try to seek him out at his desert place. Um, I, I have one little, little story here. Um, the philosophers came to see him. Okay, Anthony was, um, was very wise. And the wonder of it was that although he had not learned letters, in other words, he's not a, from school, he was quick-witted, an intelligent man, okay? Um, thus, two pagan philosophers that came to him, thinking that they could put him to, to the rest, to the test. He was on the outer mountain at that time, um, having uh, recognized that what kind of men they were by their appearance, um, he went out to meet them and said unto the through an interpreter, why do you philosophers, why do you trouble yourselves so much to come to me, a foolish man? And when they said that he was not foolish, but very wise, he said unto them, well, if you come to a foolish man, your labor is in vain. But if you think me wise, become like me. For one ought to imitate what is good. If I had come to you, I would have Im Im imitated you. But since you came to me, because like me, I am a Christian. Okay, become like me because I am a Christian. And they went away amazed, for they saw that even the demons feared Anthony. And others came to him. And so if by his nature and, and his actions and his words and his healings and his ways to, you know, def defeat uh, the demons and, and, and people praise him for that, He's basically, well, then become like me, become a Christian. And, and that's what we got to be careful of. Oh, look, look at me. No, um, all our actions should be leading people to realize they need to seek out Christ and they need to spend time with him. And there's a lot of people offering different, you know, um, ways to, to, to do Christ. But oftentimes it's them telling you what they think you ought to do rather than helping you spend time with Christ and let Christ speak to you. Um, and, and what's important, because then you get a sense of 
an inner peace, which is um, a joy. That's, that's the beauty of joy. It, it, it comes from heaven. I'm going to just read something quick on joy. Um, actually, it comes from a book on um, depression <laughs> written by... Um, and, and so that we have this. Okay. Joy, godly joy is not laughter, songs, dances, merrymaking, parties, and reveals God's joy, godly joy in an inner state. It is a leap of the soul, says the great St. Basil. Godly joy is the intersatisfaction, okay? The sweetness of the soul, tranquility, peace, rejoicing in pleasant things, and the forgetfulness of wearisome and troublesome things, okay? It is the inner completeness of things, according to St. John Chrysostom. This joy does not contest, uh, consist of only exterior manifestations, such as a smile, a very good internal feeling of the soul, but it can occur without any such manifestations, although the Bible states that a merry heart makes a cheerful face. Remember I talked about face the other day in the sermon, that when you look at people, you can almost tell from their face whether they're sad, they're angry, they're judgmental, they're arrogant, or they're just genuinely happy and joyful, which a genuine happiness and joy comes from God. As we continue down um, um, the first week of, of, of the new year, um, think about these things. I want to, I want to have heavenly joy. I want to, um, I want to become more aware of what it means to be a Christian, not intellectually, but in behavior and feeling and existence, and that I'm not anxious about things about me. I'm, I'm at peace with the things that are unseeable, and and I'm at peace with the, with the kingdom of God which is within and. And so this type of work is picking up our cross and is what the cross is. We begin to find new life in giving up things and laboring to be with Christ and at services. Um, so may God bless you and we'll see you this week. Actually, I'm going to open the church tonight so people can just come in and, and begin the new year by spending coming into God's temple. Uh, we'll do some short prayers and so let's just start out in the Holy Temple. And so we'll be open tonight or if you want to come during the week and we'll have Vespers and other services. So just if you come and sit, there's a couple people come and just sit in the church. So may God bless you now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen.